You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. And welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. We're glad you are here. Thanks for listening to us. Don't forget, you can also take us on the go with Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcaster, any other of the wide variety of listening stations. And you can also check out our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you can download our shows. You can read reviews from yours truly, with one coming up very shortly on Hawkeye. And you can engage with us directly or indirectly by sending us feedback or reading our material. As always, I am Rob, and I'm hosting today. Woohoo! And on my left is Paul. Paul. What kind of energy do you bring to the show today? Mild regret. <laughs> Mild regret. But anyway, I'm doing well, Rob. Thank you. And uh, really excited to see what kind of show you have in store for us. <laughs> they gave me the topic last night, and I'm like, I think I got this. And as always, next to my Paul is always my Ron. How is my Ron today? <laughs> it's A.A. Ron, actually. A.A. Ron. I'm doing quite swell. How are you? I'm doing Okay. Ronnie, how uh, and uh, guys, thanks for giving me the uh, reins today. I appreciate that a lot. Hopefully, uh, we don't have to pull them back. All right. <laughs> also, there will be no editing on this episode, so good luck. Oh, good. We won't edit and post. <laughs> so, before we get started, let's briefly introduce today's topic. In light of Hawkeye, where we have a great superhero team up of Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, we thought it would be fun to talk about. Teamwork. So this episode is all about superhero teamwork, where we're going to discuss what are some of the best teams, what are some of the best hookups, what are some of the best team-ups. Ronnie, <laughs> something funny about when I said hookups? I don't know. Ask Paul. He was the one that giggled. I just, I'm just watching the bars on the, the computer so screen. Sure. <laughs> so before we get into that, though, Ronnie's got some news for us. Ronnie, what'd you find? Uh, really nothing. There are a couple things. We had... Uh, the principal photography wrapped up on Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, during this past week. Oh, I hope we get a trailer for Spider-Man then. Like, during it? Like, Spider-Man No Way Home, I hope they release the trailer. Oh, a trailer mm-hmm. for Ant-Man? Oh, that would make sense. It'd be tough, yeah. but they, they could. I think, though, probably the next trailer we're looking at is Doctor Strange. I was going to say, it's probably cutting it close, because what? You have... Is Doctor Strange now in March? Three weeks. Three weeks until Spider-Man, oh, yeah. so they got to get a trailer well, done in three? Yeah, it's but don't possible. forget, they. You know, the Batman trailer came out in the middle of filming. Yeah, yeah true. So that, it's possible it where they possible. could take footage. But I think before we get that, we'll probably see a Doctor Strange trailer. Because mm-hmm. when is yeah. when is is that March or did it get pushed back? I got pushed back to May. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe. I think yeah. you're right. Everything got pushed back. Yeah. Maybe. Huh? All right, so we'll get to see maybe Bill Murray soon. Yeah. <laughs> they won't put him in any of the trailers. No. But uh, speaking of trailers, we got a DC trailer for League of Super Pets. Oh, I'm not excited. I got to say, initially I was really excited, and then I saw the trailer. Yeah. Did you, did you see it? I saw the trailer. I saw it, and it's secret- not, not that I'm excited for it, yeah. but I'm curious about it. Where from where whence does your curiosity stem? <laughs> he likes see, he likes Kevin Hart. That that is one of the things. But I, also, yeah, I will say that's a draw for me. Yeah, but also like I don't know, just to see 
what they can do with the League of Super Pets, yeah. you know? I was surprised to see so many superheroes in it. I thought it was going to yeah. be just pets. I, I'm actually fine with it, and I think it's funnier. And, it, you know, watching Crypto try and wake up Superman yeah. was just a, a little bit of a well, fun thing. You know what it is, right? It's, it's Life of Pets, but with superheroes. You know what? I, you just su- nailed as to why I got turned off from it, because I hated, I hated that movie. Mm-hmm. I hated Sing. I hate that whole... Because it's it's very formulaic and it's very like super jokey and yeah. I, I just can't stand it. So that I just you've just figured out for me why I don't <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it now. Yeah, so I, I pretty much that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be life of Secret pets life mixed of pets. with you know superheroes essentially. <sighs> yeah, I'm not about it. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, we had you know you mentioned it a little bit earlier of why we're doing the episode or one of the reasons why is Hawkeye premiered. It had its first two episodes drop just a couple of days ago. Um, Non-spoiler thoughts? I've only watched the first episode because I didn't want to get in trouble. I watched it and went, oh no, my fiance is going to get mad at me for watching it without her. You watched the first episode without her? Thank God she doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't listen. Um, So are you going to just lie now? Yeah, I'm be like, hey, later, <laughs> later I'm be like, hey, you know, Hawkeye came out. You want to watch it? It looks good. You <laughs> yeah, know, right? I just got to make sure it's not on my continue to watch list. So, Sean and I, <laughs> you got to watch it under her profile. Ronnie, you yeah. are now ready to watch episode two. <laughs> That's so yeah, weird. Why does that mean? Uh, it must be a glitch. Somebody so, must use my account. <laughs> Sean and I uh, watched No Time to Die from Cinematic Adventures uh, last night, so yeah. we can record our new episode on James Bond. And there's a great scene where. Q's been helping Bond, and mm-hmm. Q walks into the office where like the boss is, and Bond's there. He's like, "Oh my God, Bond, you're alive! I didn't even know you were here." And it's like the worst <laughs> acting ever on purpose. Wow. And that's all I can see. Ronnie's just sitting there, go. I think there's something wrong with Disney Plus. It's telling me to watch the next episode. But I didn't watch the first episode. You ready? I don't even know the name of the show. <laughs> Here, here's something though that Rob probably didn't find for news. Huh? Slacking uh, already. Uh, Speaking uh. of streaming and streaming services that are having some technical issues, um, apparently HBO Max has accidentally uploaded an edited version of Birds of Prey. Yeah. The Emancipation of One, or the Fantabulous the Emancipation, Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Unedited. No, an edited, edited. version. The made-for-TV version was accidentally uploaded to their servers. Why does that even exist? Because TNT recently started the broadcast of it. Uh, and the the prevailing theory is that when they uploaded it to – because now it's all digital. It's all online. Right. When they uploaded it to TNT servers, they accidentally crossed it with HBO Max's servers. And now – so here's here's the story of how I found this out. It was on the other night, and Mel, uh, producer Melanie and I were watching it, and I was like, you know, I really do enjoy this movie, but it's it's really hard to watch edited because the oh, you know yeah. just the stuff with Black Mask alone is is very it's just so distracting. Yeah, when it's basically just it's almost like watching a Godzilla film mm-hmm. where it's like they're talking, but the words don't go with it at He's all. Such a mother flipper. I love yeah. it, but um, Mr. Falcon. Yeah, they weren't even that close. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's on HBO Max. Let's just put it on HBO Max because we're we're in, we're engaged. We're into it. We're watching it. But you're married. Yeah, yeah. I hate you're not engaged. I hate you so much. But um, so we we put it on, and first it comes up with a warning, like this has been edited for content, and we're like, that's weird. And we start watching it, and it's the same version, Uh, and we're like, what is going on with this? So apparently that's been happening everywhere, and that's the prevailing theory. They actually haven't released a statement as to why it's happening hmm, right now. Interesting. 
Very interesting. But the, only, to- the only time that worked out well for me was when Amazon Prime uploaded, accidentally uploaded the unrated version of RoboCop, which never existed before. Yes. And that was, <laughs> holy cow, is it violent. <laughs> I love it. I love but it back so to Hawkeye. Any, for you two gentlemen, because like I said, I only saw the first episode, which was You've which I really both enjoyed. Or? I've seen both. Okay, yeah, me too. Non-spoiler. So far, it's been very enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've enjoyed the idea of it. I, I like seeing Hawkeye kind of get his time to shine. Yeah, and yeah. he's he's very good in it. And yes. he's, mm-hmm. I love the, Jeremy Renner. I love Jeremy Renner, too. Unfortunately, Jeremy Renner, they keep trying to hand him franchises, and nothing happens. They yeah, tried to give right. him Mission Impossible. They yep. tried to give him Bourne. Born. And then, obviously, he was in Avengers, but... You know, it, it wasn't until Age of Ultron that they kind of tried to flesh him out a little bit because he w- he was very vocal with how much he did not like his role in Avengers. Yeah, he was like, I was mind controlled the whole time. I didn't get to play Hawkeye. Yeah. So I think this show has done a much better job, kind of conveying not only his level of uncomfortability with everything, like you know, they not not a spoiler, but like they buy him free dinner at the restaurant. And he's right. at, he's very uncomfortable and like he's like. He doesn't consider that. himself a superhero. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's been an interesting because he's still technically a spy and he wants to stay out of the spotlight, especially yeah. with his family now that he's retired. So it, it's been a fun start, and I'm looking forward to more. What about pe- you, Rob? More pizza uh, dog. It it pizza dog. <laughs> Lucky the pizza dog. Um, it's I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go on record by saying that. Um, I think Jeremy Renner works best when he has a foil, someone mm-hmm. to work off of, and and with Haley Steinfeld, I think they've got a good chemistry going with one another. Even him and his kids work out yeah. really well. Um, I think it's. I'm the jury's still out on a couple things for me. Like for example, some of the fight scenes are a little like strangely, aw- aw- strangely edited. The and overhead I, shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and in fact, it, there are moments where I feel like. It, I feel like they're not moving fast enough, but I feel like they're dwelling on things too much at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they, okay, let's go on with this, you know, but then, you know, I think there's too few things going on. Mm-hmm. I think there should be more. So I'm hoping that develops more in, in episode three, but I do like it. I, I'm very much into it, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah. Me too. And that wraps up the news. Well, we do have one more piece, of, unless you got something over there, Ronnie. No, that was it. So one last piece of news for you guys. Um, Surprise. Yeah. Well, you know you've been involved. We have our brand new (laughs) podcast dropping this coming week. So this episode is being released on a Monday. Brand new podcast called MF Uncensored being released every Wednesday. It's going to be a mix of topical and interview-based podcasting. One episode, like... Each week, one episode will be just a conversational piece. You know, the host will pick a topic. We'll we'll each bring maybe a separate topic and just kind of chat and see see how things are going with everybody. And really. it's not necessarily around comics and superheroes either. Correct. It's, it's sort of uh, you know what's life, what's on our minds, yeah. and and our interviewees aren't necessarily linked into the business either. They're sort of a, a, a wide swath a of individuals. From so across to, the globe. to give just a little backstory, we did connect with a, a podcast promoter who does great work. Uh, his name's Steve Joyner. So if you guys are podcasters listening, he's uh, I highly recommend ish. So um, He's connected us with a lot of different people, but we found that they didn't all fit into our niche. Um, Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures were not uh, interview-based podcasts, so we decided uh, to create a brand new show uh, where it is completely uncensored. So just be aware, if you guys want to participate or learn more about MF Uncensored, it is uh, not uncensored. It's uncensored, basically. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to have adult to- adult topics, adult language, um, and one of our episodes is... Uh, 
that we just did, uh, producer Melanie and I interviewed uh, an author by the name of Neil Getzlow. He talks a lot about his addiction problems and blackmail, and it's a great episode, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of fun. Well, not a lot of fun, but... Uh, really engaged with the topic. Very engaged with the topic. And uh, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to pop up uh, on our Misfit Faction Facebook page. And also, big shout out to producer Ronnie. You, you got producer status today. Oh, uh, yeah. We have added two brand new pages. get a pages. bump and pay for that? Uh, yeah, yeah. He gets Damn three. It. He gets three compliments an episode. Yeah, I get web developer. You get web developer, Ronnie. Um, if you guys check out our website, themisfitfaction.com, you're gonna find two brand new pages on there. One is a contact us page, where if you guys have uh, thoughts or comments, or if you would like to be interviewed on MF Uncensored, you can actually reach out to us directly through our uh, our um, website. website. Thank you. We also have our friends and affiliates page up and running, so you'll find people on there that have been on the show, like uh, our friend Blind Bat. Um, Jackie's fitness page, yep. uh, Neil Getzlow's book. So uh, producer it, Melanie's Instagram. Producer Melanie's Instagram. So if you guys uh, are on our website and you see two brand new pages, feel free to engage with them, share them, and we are looking for people to interview. So if you have a unique topic or a unique story or something along those lines, and you would like to be interviewed, just let us know. And we will do our best work. We are surprisingly booked up until already January. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we would love to get in touch with some of you guys and have you guys on. Very good. All right. Just uh, come hang out, and we'll see you after a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. Welcome back. We're back with the Multiverse Fan Cast, and today we are talking about team-ups and teams and hookups. <laughs> but before that, let's talk about our last week's episode and give that a little bit of a plug because we are very proud of what we did. We did a Sinister Six a villain. Paul, why don't you tell us all about that one? So last week, we uh, we wanted to do something different character study-wise because usually when we do a character study, it is based on one character, uh, Spider-Man, Batman, Captain America, etc., and kind of their appearances in different forms of media, not so much the comic books, but uh, more TV, movies, a little brief history, and uh, kind of some theories and thoughts. And then we also wanted to talk about the the biggest thing that's come out is uh, the new Spider-Man trailer for No Way Home had dropped literally maybe three days prior yeah. and the sinister six were a big part of it and a big part of the speculation. So well, sinister five, I actually sinister yeah. five <laughs> actually on the way over here. Um, I was watching a YouTube video and a commercial came up for spider Monday when they're selling it. And Jamie Foxx was actively in the promotional. So oh, yeah. I was like, wow, they're really putting this out there. They are really putting it. Apparently there's also a new shot of Jamie Foxx wearing an arc reactor too. Mm. And we do see Doc Ock. The the biggest theory, or uh, Doc Ock with uh, the Stark Tech yeah. tentacles. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big theory is that these Sinister Six characters are actually time variants, Ooh. as introduced by, uh, in Loki. Well, so I, I'll let you go. Keep going with it in a second. But I will tell you, for me and my household, and even my classroom, I have called a complete Spider-Man blackout 
uh, up until December 17th that we are not allowed to watch any more trailers. You're not allowed to watch any more commercials, even if they come up or something new. Because I have to say, I we got into such a loop, in, especially in my classroom, of watching and rewatching so much of the Spider-Man stuff that it was like, oh, this one has a new shot or a new line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And what's going to end up happening then is I end up watching the movie go, looking for those moments from the trailers. And I just want to enjoy the movie. So we are totally out. I'm I'm already of the mindset that I'm going to go see it on the 16th and just be tired Friday. Mm. Oh, I think I am. It may be worth it. Because nowadays, you used to do a midnight showing. They were actual midnight showings. Mm. It was a 12 a.m. start time. It's a 7 p.m. Yeah. I remember remember we went to go see uh, When the Dark Knight Rises was coming out. Mm. They did a marathon leading up to it where they did Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. And like brief intermissions in between. We did that with Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So uh, nowadays, you can go see it at 7 o'clock. Like, I'm... Like regular people, yeah, yeah. not cosplaying super freaks. Well, most most places you're not even allowed to dress up anymore. Yeah. Like that was a big thing after the Aurora shooting, unfortunately. Oh, was that from the Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, big big shame on that one. But uh, so going back to last week's episode, we had a lot of fun talking about the Sinister Six and kind of the rotating uh, roster and what makes a good supervillain team and why. You know, teams are such a big part of uh, movies, especially now in the Marvel Universe where crossovers are the biggest thing. You know, in Spider-Man No Way Home, you're going to have Doctor Strange and Spider-Man teaming up and then fighting each other and then teaming up again, probably. So we wanted to do something a little bit more fun, especially in the tradition of it is Thanksgiving, a time of, of bringing people together. and uh, <laughs> For shawarma. For shawarma. And we really wanted to uh, do something where we talk about more of a topical type thing where you have a lot to choose from and we didn't and, and in any way pick something specific team-wise to go with. Okay. So let's see. I'm sorry. I didn't know that was my cue. Um, all right. So now Ronnie and Paul really don't know have, have any idea of where I'm going to go with this. So here's the first thing. Before we start naming teams, let's set, let's set down some ground rules. The New York Jets. <laughs> Damn it. Sports. He, he wins. Uh, oh, wait. We're talking about the Jets. No, they didn't win. No. Wow. Even Rob knows that. I know. I know nothing about football, but I know how much. I watched Saturday Night Live and Seth Meyers, and I know how much they rag on the Jets. So. I'm going to get an angry me- uh, text message from Sean. <laughs> no, he'll um, agree. So here are the rules. Um, first, before we start naming teams, I want to establish what exactly are – what makes up a good superhero fighting team. Like, what are the characters, what are the individuals, what are the skill sets you need to have? So let's start off with how big should a super team usually be, do you think? Ronnie. Uh, Well, I guess technically a duo is not a team. Okay. Right? So I guess... I will come back to duos, so don't worry. Okay. Um, So I feel like anywhere from like three to six or so would be a good size team. Um. I'm trying to think of like you know like the Justice League, yeah, because Avengers, I'm, but also what? then think about the X Men. Well, is that you, you too only, big for you? Well, I, I wouldn't consider the X Men a team, mm. though. That's the there thing. are other factors with the with the X Men yeah. to consider. Okay, like like to me, I'm like you can ha- like the X Men could be like a overall team, but then you have subsets okay. of, of that team that create smaller teams. So I, I think anywhere from like the Three to six, maybe okay. seven range. Do you concur? 
I would say three three can be a team, like a trio though. Mm-hmm. But for me, like anything that's anything a team from like a superhero team in comics is is for me it's not just a one time thing. Like there there are a lot yeah. of comics like the, the Brave and the Bolds where it's a constant uh, rotation of those kind of superhero team ups. Or um, you know Superman Batman have done a lot. Um, Hawkeye and Green Arrow. No, excuse no. me. Excuse me. Green Lantern, Green Lantern and Green, Green Arrow, Arrow yeah, were yeah. A, a really big duo for yeah. a while. For me, a team is any. It's a group. I would say four or more, just to annoy okay. Ronnie. Where and, <laughs> and it's something that they're consistent, hey. consistently doing, and they also have a name. Okay. All right. So the, a name of like X Force or you know something you know like Titans that. or this or oh, whatever. Okay. So for me, like a, when I think superhero teams, I think I think groups. I don't think two, three. Like I think a much. Okay. All uh, right. A bigger mm-hmm. subs- so right now the rule we have is is around four to six, but not too big, not not necessarily too small either. Okay. Does every? Here's your next question. Does are we ev- talking about teams? <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? It's too early in the morning for that. Um, M- MF uncensored. Yeah, yeah we'll say that. Say that for that one. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll throw this one to Paul then. Does everyone on the team need to have superpowers? No. Okay. Is it a requirement that someone on the team not have superpowers? No. no. Every team member has to have a specific reason, though, for being on the team. Okay. So everyone needs to bring something they to the table. They have to bring something to the table. Like um, on The Flash. We just did our character study on The Flash where we talked about you know the TV show. Team Flash, they did a whole season with a Wells that had no abilities. Mm. That he made it seem like he did, but he, he eventually he brought like heart to the table. But okay. like – Come on. We, yeah. we, a, a team for me, everybody has to be there for a reason. There was a big thing in the comics where they had like a team mascot. Like Rick Jones was a, was a big team mascot. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they were like the Gee Willikers guys, you know. Yeah. I can't believe you did this again and you saved the world. Like the hype man almost. So for me, if you're going to have a team, the people on the team have to bring something specific and something unique to the team yes and that's why like you have a team like a less traditional team like the bat family where the bat family they're all very similar but they all bring something different to the table all right ronnie um i'd have to agree with paul you don't need to have superpowers or anything but you need to be able to bring something that no one else on the team has or is their strong suit for instance you know you brought up the flash like you could bring up you know arrow with felicity no superpowers, but she was, okay. you know, the brains of the operation almost. All right. So it sounds you know. almost like there should be maybe one person on the team that doesn't have to necessarily have superpowers, but can have something else. Because I think if you give them all superpowers, then there's no room for like brains or well, heart. everyone's. Oh, super, I could disagree with that. Right. No one. Is. I could disagree okay. with that. Go ahead, Ronnie. Fantastic Four. Okay, that's true. They all that's have. All right, so they all have superpowers, true. and you still have and the brains. Works. And technically, the X Men. All right, yeah. good point. All right, so we, so we say we're saying that everyone should bring something to the table. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, does everyone need to have an equality in their skills, Ronnie? Like what I'm saying is, mm. could there be a powerhouse and then someone else who's not quite as strong? Like does or does should everyone be equal? No, I think having a powerhouse is good because you need some extra muscle okay. in there. Um, I mean, you know, not necessarily physical muscle and everything, depending on the situation. But everyone has their strong suit, and it depends on what villain you're facing. You know, one person will outshine the other person. Okay. Based off of who who they're fighting. All right. Yeah. Because I'm what I'm thinking is like for example on the Justice League you've got you know the strongest one on there is obviously Superman. Obviously. Obviously. And uh, no one else even comes close to that. 
Is that uh, disagree? Is that, well, Wonder no, Woman. I mean in terms of like strengths and powers. I, I disagree. I Why? Think, who do you think comes close? Uh, Shazam. Martian yeah. Manhunter. Right. Martian right. Manhunter. Okay. Yeah, they've All gone toe to toe with Superman. All right. So, do you think then that everyone should be equal, or it's okay to have a fluctuation? I think every like it's like I said before, everybody should bring something unique to the okay. table. It's not even just bringing something to the table, something that that counterbalances other members of the team. Mm-hmm. Like Batman may not be the strongest, but he is one of the better tacticians. Mm-hmm. He can. If I'm going to face somebody like the Riddler, who has plans for plans for plans for plans. Just punching him in the face is not always right. the most effective way to stop yeah. the Riddler. Because now suddenly it's like, oh, I also have this closed circuit bomb that requires, you know, like right. X, Y, and Z. And, and Superman's like, do, do I punch it? <laughs> right. Oh, you know, sort of like in The Dark Knight when he's punching the Joker and he's like, you know, you have nothing you, you can threaten me with because, you know, I've created this situation where you're going to have to murder somebody as yeah. a result of your choices. So I think having different characters with different roles is a very important aspect to any team. It's like we can't all be quarterbacks. Sports. You, know, you can't all be pitchers. More sports. So we every think or um, or MF uncensored. I don't know pitchers. I could also be. Uh, you know, I'm going to make drinks after this. We are. We could. You want okay. to? I mean, you got nothing to do. <laughs> but yeah, every every character on a team should bring something different and something unique, okay. and they should be able to complement each other. All right, here's a loaded question for you. Uh, should there be girls? Yes. That was that a loaded question? Yes. Because every... is it a requirement to have a girl? I would say no. It's not a requirement to have a girl. But I'm not, but, but <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Why is it no, a requirement? No, it just went quiet there oh, for a second. It looked like people were going to argue with me for a second. I think we all just answered yes. Like there, There's no requirements. It's whoever's best suited for the job. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, how about from a – okay. Okay. So hold on then. Because one of the things that I wanted to ask in, what is the goal of creating the perfect super team? And it seems to me now we're going into the effectiveness. The goal of, create, of creating a superhero team was to sell comics. Right. Well, that's what I'm getting <laughs> at, is that if it's to sell comics, then it isn't required to have a girl on the team. At the time, it was just to sell comics. And there, every superhero team had a female on it. Right. And that's, that's what I'm getting at, is if you are designing the perfect superhero team... Is it, you know, what's the goal for designing it? Is it to, you know, to effectively accomplish whatever task that or, or bad person that team needs to overcome? Or is it to, to market themselves uh, in a, you know, are we going to go meta? So what, what do you think? Well, I mean, because now we're, now we're going into two different things. Right. That's the thing. If we're looking at to sell, if we're looking at the business aspect real, of it. Right. Real life versus in comic book reasons. Yeah. Right. So in comic book reasons, I think we're all saying it's not a requirement to have a girl, but it's just nice to have them around because they smell good. Um, if it's you a are, comic book. I can't smell them. <laughs> if you are looking from a marketing perspective. If you're looking from a marketing perspective, I think in today's society, yes, you need... <laughs> yes. Thanks, you, producer Melanie. You, you need to have... Actually, you know what? No. Oh? You don't need to have... Sorry, Melanie. You do not need to have a female in there. Okay, I think in in today's society, you need somebody who is... uh, Like, I'm I'm trying to think of the nice way to say this, but like... (laughs) Without sounding like a raging sexist? Yes. No. um, But you, you need somebody who is... 
out of the quote unquote normal. So, oh, you know so what you're I mean? saying like, someone who's like not you need some, who's non toxic masculinity, basically, right? Okay. Like whether it's a female, whether it's somebody who's LGBTQ. Okay, well, and, you know, and that ties like into that. my next question. Actually, is how important is there to be a multicultural aspect to it? Let's say from a marketing perspective. I think it's the same exact thing. Right. In, That's in, what I'm in getting today, at. In today's society, you need to have someone on the team from some, you know, some different culture, right. ethnicity, something like background, basically. Like, I think it, it was kind of refreshing to see the Eternals and to see so such a, a wide variety of individuals from sort of all over, which was kind of neat. Especially mm-hmm. after they shoehorned in the entire A-Force in the one shot in Avengers Endgame. What was that? <laughs> when all the female lead characters uh, yeah. were oh, all there conven- a team name? I didn't A-Force. know that. Yeah, oh, no. A-Force. That is a team of all female superheroes. Okay, I did yeah. I thought that was just a girl empowerment moment. I no, didn't that was uh that was the A-Force shot. Uh, okay. So where do we where do we draw the line though between we're being inclusive and we're being, you know, like pandering. Woke okay. I was gonna yeah. say, I was gonna go with. Um as opposed to we're just doing this to to sell. Okay, so so there needs to be a fine line determined between. Unfortunately, there, it's not even that there needs to be a fine line. It's because that's just the way the world views everything nowadays. Yes, and like, like take Supergirl for exist for example. They have a trans actor on there, a trans actress, excuse me. And okay, she's she's great on it. Like I have no problem with it. Well, I haven't watched Supergirl in a while. Uh, she plays Dreamer uh, Nia Nall, and she's you know she's a trans actress who you know, and that is part of her character. Like that is a trans character. Mm. For no reason, they they changed the the character itself. So in the comic book, that no, character is not trans. As far as I know, Dreamer's not actually trans. So where where do we draw the line? And unfortunately, like talking about superhero team ups, I'd rather talk about the comic book aspect of it okay. because, in all honesty, it was superhero team ups were created just to sell comics. Mm-hmm. Okay, Avengers were created because comic book sales were dipping, and the Justice Society had done really well for DC Comics. Mm-hmm. And then the Justice League had done just as well. Mm-hmm. Brave and the Bold was a huge title. DC was doing team-ups way early on. Oh, yeah. And Marvel wanted to get on the bandwagon. They had a lot of success with stories like the Fantastic Four, which introduced a family dynamic into superhero team-ups. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, the X-Men, who were obviously have exploded in popularity. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I'd rather like look at the comic book reasons for it as opposed because unfortunately the business side is just pure depression. Yeah, because yeah. it is always about the bottom line. If you guys want to know a little bit more about that, watch the boys. Season yes. two oh, of the boys, yes. they do yeah. a great story arc with uh, Queen Maeve. That's mm-hmm. her character's yep. name. Yep. Where when she gets outed by uh, Homelander, they turn it into a business ploy. Yeah, and it is. It is interesting yeah, to it's watch. It's very depressing to watch season two of The Boys. Be- I mean, don't, you know, I'm not telling you not to. In fact, I would encourage you to watch it because it's a fantastic show. But season two of The Boys is depressing because it shows just how corporately controlled the entire business is mm-hmm. of like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so let's then focus more less on the marketing part because I think we can all agree that yes, it needs to. Be, if you want to be, you know, sell comics and and sell t- theater tickets, you want you need to be inclusive. Um, so here's my next question then. How important is it on a superhero team to have, quote unquote, the comic relief? Every superhero team needs the comic relief. Yes. Okay. Because it's not even that the comic relief is is there also as the audience surrogate because mm-hmm. there is a such thing as too serious. Like as much as I will defend Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, the humor in it is very 
shoehorned in. Yeah. When, we had like, to make the humor. Like when he when Batman drops. <laughs> I the line, was laughing for all the wrong reasons in that movie. <laughs> well, like even when Batman drops the line, I thought she was with you. Like. No, you did. You met her forty-five minutes ago. Yeah. Like you, you knew she. So, like things like that. I think. So Martha does not count as comic relief. No, oh, no. Martha it. counts as a great screenwriting, and uh, you're just a poor uh, audience member. But um, <laughs> no, for me, uh, especially Batman vs Superman or something like that, making Batman funny has always been a bad idea. Can he? Yeah. Can he throw out a sarcastic, dry humor wit uh, sometimes? Absolutely. But then you watch the Joss Whedon version of Justice League, and he gets up. Oh, something's definitely bleeding. Or I don't not like you. Like, right. yeah. oh, just like painful. I think the only time that Batman can be funny is if he's being overly seriously ironic. Hence, mm-hmm. Brave and the Bold cartoon, mm-hmm. where he is like so serious that it's like hysterical. Or yeah. in, in uh, Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, he plays off the comedic relief okay. better. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. All right. So you need to have Ronnie. You agree there should be yes. a character, a, a comic relief character. Ronnie 100%. is the comedic. That's Ronnie. That's, that's, that's what why he does on the show. <laughs> um, and then my last big question is: How important is it for the entire superhero team to be from this planet? Not important at all. Okay, so I'm trying how, to think of a team that is. So here's my reverse question: Is how important is it to include an alien? Not, not at all. Not at all. No, no. It, it's not something I ever think about. You look at the fan again. Fantastic Four, X Men. There are plenty of. Are the defenders? Okay. They're all plenty of non-alien yeah. team members, like or yeah. non-superpowered team members, and I, I don't think that at any at any point do I have to be like, well, where's the alien? Okay. Yeah. Or look at a group like Watchmen, who has one superpowered individual in their second iteration. Mm-hmm. So like they had just pure street level crime fighters. Okay. So I, I don't think adding in these fantastical elements are not necessary. Then here's the question: Does putting an alien member into a team make it look cooler? It depends on the shot. Uh, yeah. It depends on the alien. On the alien. So what are the cool aliens that should be? Martian Manhunter? Yeah, that's the first one. Martian Manhunter is always a good one. Superman? Superman's a, the oh, classic, the yeah, easy one to go with. Okay. Um, Green, uh, most Green Lanterns? Mo- yeah. I mean, Green Lantern Corps is the most <laughs> inclusive yeah. uh, superhero organization. Because that's not even a superhero team. I would argue that's a superhero organization. Yeah. I, I think that's like a higher level that we don't see very often. So that's kind of like the X-Men. The X Men is like an organization because the, the X Men also has teams. a lot of different facets to it. It's yeah. not just the pure like field team. It's yeah. also an educational program. It's a school. It's like yeah. this. So I think superhero dynamics are more fun when they're more when there's more to them. Yeah. Okay. Right. So here's an example. In Smallville, they introduced the Justice Society of America. Mm-hmm. One, I think, the first superhero team in existence. I'll have to, I believe I'll have to right. fact check. I mean, that, in the DC world, yes. I, no, I think in general. In, in all, yeah, because it. I don't. I can't hmm. think of a Marvel right, team that yeah. beats it. But off you the top might of my be head. right. So uh, if you guys can, you can find us on Facebook or on our new Contact Us page on the MisfitFashion.com. But um, <laughs> they introduced the Justice Society in Smallville, and uh, Star Girl is in their like the pseudo Justice League's um, base, and she's like looking around. She's like, "Where's like the pictures? Where's like where's the 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 couches? Like you guys don't hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. Like we used to have like Thanksgiving with each other. Like it was a big thing." And for me, like superhero teams, they're they're they've become way more layered in more recent years. It used to be just like we teamed up, beat the bad guy, and we left. So the Justice Society of America is the first team of superheroes to gather on the comic book page in history. Very good, God. JSA. Yep. I don't All know right. why my wife married me. Sometimes, wow. <laughs> All right, so 
it's from what I've gathered from you guys, a superhero team should be four to six people. Everyone should bring something to the table. Um, there is okay to have a fluctuation in um, uh, powers. Alphas. Doesn't have to have an alien, but it's cool if it is. Definitely needs to have a comic relief. And doesn't necessarily have to have a girl or a multicultural element to it unless you're trying to sell the comics. But it's not something that shouldn't be shoehorned in. I will argue also that in, in that vein, it can have a fluctuating membership. It is not oh, something where, where you are in it and you're in it and that's and it. And these are the mm-hmm. six people that are always going to be in it. it yeah, could be, like, yeah. Could s- people get Obviously, out. the Justice League, you, you think Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman first mm-hmm. and foremost. And then there's there's a rotation of characters. Um, X-Men 2, it's a very big rotating list right. of who's yeah. who in the X-Men. But, you know, I have no problem with the fluctuating list. So new members are allowed. Yeah. Uh, can old members be voted out? Yes. Yeah. How how are old members eliminated? Like, what's what's the a process? violation of the rules established by the own the individual team? Okay. And mm-hmm. what is that democratic? Typically. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So now what I'm going to do is now that we've established kind of the rules, I want to know who the members should be. So I'm going to give you three different types of people, and you have you can only pick one out of these three as the most important. Okay. Ronnie. So, I was just going to say me. Yeah. <laughs> and these are our archetypes. Archetypes meaning, you know, like the typical person. Character the typical yeah. character. All right. A really strong guy or girl. A long-range attacker. Like, you know, someone who can do things from a distance. Like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Or a telepath. If you had to pick one, which would you pick? Strength, long-range, telepathy. Ronnie. Now that doesn't mean you have to eliminate the other two. I'm just ten- you're just saying which is the most important one here. Hmm. You want to go first? You got this. I right. mean, I, I I'm tr- I'm trying to think of the yeah. characters that go with those. Um, I can give you some if you need them. I mean, I would probably say telepathy. Okay, so you're looking at people like Martian Manhunter, yep. Professor X, Jean Grey, Emma Frost. Yep. Okay, so a lot of Marvel people. All right, so you think telepath? Why is telepath? Well, I mean. Think about it. You you can control other people because again, depending on who you have, like for instance, you, you got to create something that could defeat that person. You know, um, while the the telepath could just easily be like, I'm gonna, I'm going to control your mind. And be okay. like, don't fight me. All you right, know? all right. Paul, uh, the strength, the powerhouse. Powerhouse. Why? Uh, most telepaths most telepaths have some sort of rule. Most good guy telepaths have some sort of rule about how mm-hmm. invasive they get into somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. Whether it's mind control, whether it's even just reading minds. There are plenty of telepaths that don't even like reading other people's minds. Um, I think having that powerhouse, that that person that can – most of your threats you're going to deal with require some sort of physical force. Mm-hmm. Bombs, terrorists, bullets, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – that's not to devalue any of those other members of the team. But I always – you always put the – the person who's going to take the bullet should probably go first. Okay. Rebuttal? All right. <laughs> so, so, so you brought up bomb, right? If I could get inside the Joker's mind, I don't know why you would want to do that, right? I feel like I'd get lost. Or, or like the Riddler or somebody that's planting these bombs and everything. You get inside their head and figure out where the bomb is. Mm-hmm. Quicker than – well, maybe not quicker because then you got like the Flash. But that wasn't one of the characters on there. Um so nope, not yet. That's next round. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think with the telepath is yes, you have some that are like, well, I really don't want to, but like me personally, I know if I was a telepath, 
I, I would get into your mind, like to save people. Thank God Roddy doesn't have x-ray vision. <laughs> I would get into your mind and figure out where that bomb is. What's your plan and okay. everything like that. And even be like, oh, you want to de- detonate that bomb? Let me go inside your head and tell right. you not to. I'll let you answer that and then I'll move on. I, I Again, I have no... I'm not downplaying the role of any of those other character types, but when I think superhero team, like if I think the X-Men, I don't think Professor X first, which is terrible because mm-hmm. they're named after him. Yeah. Um, even like the characters like the Fantastic Four where intelligence is their strongest suit, they're, they're going to throw their punches first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just for me, when I think superhero team, I think who is jumping into the line of fire? Who is like, mm-hmm. you know, there's very few superheroes that work purely behind the scenes. You know, like telepaths, typically work behind the scenes. Long range, you're not going to see them. They're snipers, mm-hmm. they're they're assassins, stuff okay. like that. So for me, when I think superhero team, out of those three archetypes, I always think of, you know, your Superman, your uh, Captain America, who yeah. even though he's a tactician, he's still, he's going to throw his punches first. Yeah. Okay. All right, next round. And we'll go to you first. Here are your three. Speedster. Mm-hmm. A wild card person. Someone who uh, your enemies may not be prepared for. Someone like a one-of-a-kind ability. Uh, you know, like Vision or, or Plastic Man or Street Fighter. Someone who can get down and dirty when they need to. Mm. Now, if I might remind you, Street Fighter includes someone like Batman. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, I've already stacked my team with a super-powered buff dude. <laughs> but no, I'm like trying to think of who else. To my I, I like Street Fighters because they will get down and dirty and do the, the dirty work when necessary. Um, speedsters are great, but there are plenty of superhero teams that don't rely on one. But most superhero teams have that character that isn't afraid to do what's, what's needed to be done. Mm. And also, it, it always creates a fun back and forth between mm. the leader of the team or the like the the, st- the stereotypical, like the Superman, the whoever it is. Because um, you can think of any superhero team, and you can always think of who... There's the Batman, there's the Punisher, there's, you know, like in right. that team, Black Noir from The Boys. Like yeah. all those characters that... They, they do what, what's needed to get done. So I'll yeah. go with Street Fighter. All right. Ronnie, again, it's Speedster, yep. Street Fighter, or Wild Card. Well, when I think of Wild Card and what you described, I'm thinking like Wolverine. I'm thinking Deadpool. Um, kind of like along those lines. So mm-hmm. that would be mine because, for instance, e- you could choose either one. They got basically regeneration. They could okay. really never die, right? Um, or even... I mean, I guess you could throw in that category as well. I'm kind of thinking like Bruce Banner slash the Hulk, you know, um, as well. So I would say a wild card because I have okay. the I have the the telepathic person now a wild card. Say you throw in Deadpool who can do long range, can do street fighting, you know, basically can't die essentially, okay. you know, almost. Um, I, I think that would be my choice. All right, something against his wild card. No, I, I think it, I think the Street Fighter and the Wild Card are very similar veins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wild Card just tends to be that unpredictable. For for me, when I think Wild Card, I always think it's the one that they can't control. Um, mm. Like a character like the Hulk or um, Young Justice did a great arc with uh, Arsenal where he was mm-hmm. very unpredictable. Or like your Red Hoods, characters like that okay, where yeah. it's not necessarily that they're, you know, that they're going to 
go bad, but it's right. just that they're going to be the ones that don't do what's always yeah, conducive. Actually, on my list of wild, wild cards, I have like the Adam, which yeah. is again so, sort of fits a un- that vein. yeah a unique ability. Yeah, and, and, but but someone where he you can't really trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, other people on there, I've got uh, the Wasp, uh, Banshee, Medusa, Vision, Scarlet Venom. Witch. I would argue Venom is yeah, a wild yeah. card. All right. All right, and then my last three here, unless you had something to add. No, no, no. Okay, no. I figured. So this is this is to you now. <laughs> yeah. Do you want, would you rather have the leader, you know, the leader being someone who leads troops into the battle, someone who inspires uh, mm-hmm. and, and can corral sort of all of these wild egos that are running yep. about. The brainiac, someone who can, you know, kind of science the crap out of things in any given situation. Mm-hmm. Or the money. Someone who's uh, providing for the team and actually, you know, buying the uniforms and the the cool tech. So, leader, Ooh. brainiac, or money? That's a tough one. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the leader. Okay. I, I I think every team needs guidance. It needs leadership. Without that, you fall apart and you can't be a team. So when when you describe leader, in my head, I'm thinking Captain America. Yes, absolutely. You know, like I'm like if if I had my team of Martian Manhunter, Deadpool, Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm I'm trying like even to me even like Wonder Woman could fall underneath that category as mm-hmm. a leader as well, you know. So yeah, I, I guess I, anyone that's not a lone wolf like Superman, I don't know Superman, if he's a leader because sometimes I don't think he's he could be so a leader. like Superman is the figurehead. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that they put in front of the cameras. But he's not a leader. There's always been an argument over who really leads the Justice League, whether it's Superman right. or Batman um, or Wonder Woman to a degree. I would almost mm-hmm. argue Wonder Woman does. I think Wonder Woman's the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's why Batman's the the tactical brass knuckles. Like this is mm-hmm. this is how we or brass tactics. Excuse me. Um, like this is how we get things on and Superman's like the the moral compass of okay. it. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So you would go for I'm going for the leader. The leader. Okay. Paul? Uh the money one's the easy one to because obviously you think about like your Tony Starks, your Bruce Wayne's, right. but there are plenty of superhero teams that don't have any financial backing. Mm-hmm. And they they do it on based on their own nitty gritty and just kind of and you like look at a character like Spider Man who in the comics he's it's always a running point like how poor peter parker right. actually is um and he still does the hero thing and he's sewing his own costumes and stuff like that um the brainiac is is a great character type but unfortunately the brainiac's also the one that in comics traditionally is i do it myself and then mm-hmm. it usually backfires in some regards mm-hmm. i'm gonna agree with ronnie i think that you need leader you need somebody that's going to take charge and put everybody in the right direction and also the best leaders are the ones that know i can't do this and i need to outsource this to somebody who can yes okay. um you know, Captain America is a great example. You know, even you look at Tony Stark, like in Age of Ultron, he's the first one to be like, no, Cap's the leader. I just pay for everything, make everybody look right. cool. Yeah. So I think every team needs that figurehead, that that person that leads them into battle. So for okay. me, it's going to be the leader also. So just, I wrote down your answers. So to recap, Paul, you've got the strongman, the street fighter, and the leader, mm-hmm. or the Justice League. Mm-hmm. So that actually to, tracks to for you. To a point. So all right, that works. Now you've got telepath, the wild card, and the leader. I'm all over the place. So now, now here's my question, <laughs> and this is where it comes full circle. Who do you feel is one of the best teams? And we'll see how well this matches up to that. Um, that that's a tough one. I mean, if we're talking about whatever team Deadpool's on, no. <laughs> if, if we're talking historically. Uh-huh. Justice League, okay, um, is historically the the best team ups, if not one of the best. Yeah. 
currently, I mean, just because it's a little bit more popular, you have the Avengers. Yeah. You know. Um, now, having said those two things, I have written down here as a rule: uh, you're not allowed to use the Avengers or the Justice League. Okay, that's fine. Because <laughs> um, I think I think most of us would agree those are the two most perfect teams. I yes. think that's inarguable. Um, I mean, I'll give you a minute. W- w- go, oh, go ahead. W- w- without those, I mean. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ooh, oh, get out of here. I, I've got that written down, <laughs> actually. I love that. Deep cut. Ooh. Um, I mean, you could go with them. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, Teen Titans. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's what, essentially... They have the, that. I have all those dynamics. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what makes those two teams so awesome and effective? I, I think their ability to work together mm-hmm. and get stuff done okay um eclectic yeah (laughs) and be be able to rely on each other i think with with some teams the wild card like for instance fantastic four um i think it's another great team up Mm -hmm. to have uh could could even be top five you know right um of all time uh but i think it's just when, when you have essentially a a mini justice league that's basically what the Teen Titans is. Yeah. It's a mini Justice League. So right. it's a young Justice League? Dare I say. <laughs> Copyright that quick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. This Thanks. episode already got blocked. Why? That's so weird. <laughs> Paul, favorite team that is not Avengers or Justice League. And I'm going to even put in another rule for you. No JSA. Uh, I was going to say it too, just to annoy you. Uh, growing up, it was always um, the X-Men. I was a big mm-hmm. X-Men fan growing up. And um, I would also say the Fantastic Four. Th- those two team-ups... You know, like, don't get me wrong, the Justice League and the Justice Society, they're, they're great comic book mm-hmm. series and they're great. Um, they, they were also a product of their times where it's very like, good job, old chum. And then we never talk to each other again. The X-Men and the Fantastic Four really brought in a family dynamic that teams were lacking at the time. And I right. think that mm-hmm. that makes them very um, unique as like that was that was their big thing. They were a group of superheroes that were dealing with normal people problems. Yeah. You know, so uh, especially Fantastic Four, which I, as a kid, I didn't enjoy the Fantastic Four. I don't know why. I just, it wasn't for me. Um, I really liked X-Men. But now as, as an adult, I really enjoy the Fantastic Four. I, and I hope they get their Yeah, I hope they get due. their I have a theory about X-Men as to its popularity. And I'm not really going out on much of a limb here. But because you've got so many characters who are so insecure about who they are and that their, their abilities make them different and weird and not special, that resonates with teenagers. Because mm-hmm. isn't that really the teenagers? Teenage experience completely summed up right yeah. there. Um, which is, actually, I, I, I do have my favorite superhero team. Okay, the Power Rangers. Nice. Actually, yep. I knew you okay. were going to say Power yep. Rangers. Well, if this is the thing, then I, I will take mine back. Okay, the well, Ninja Turtles. Oh, very good. I, I, I actually one. have yep. Ninja Turtles on my <laughs> list too. Um, excellent. Yes. What? Why Ninja Turtles? Just pure nostalgia, and mm-hmm. I think the fact that you know, look at what we talked about. You have the Brainiac, you mm-hmm. have the Tactician, mm-hmm. you know, you have the Wild Card and Mikey, you know, you have the level-headed one as well, and then you could even throw in, you know, Casey Jones right. in, into the mix as well if you wanted to. Um, I, I think, and obviously just growing up with it, like I love the Ninja Turtles more mm-hmm. than I love the superhero stuff. Oh yeah, growing up, um, I'm a big Mikey guy. I'm sure. What, what, see, now, I was just a little too old for the Ninja Turtles. I missed it by like three years. What was your in on the Ninja Turtles? Was it the cartoon, the comics, the movies? 
Um, it was the cartoon, not not really the comics, but the cartoon for mm-hmm. sure, and then the movies. I, to this day, I think that it's one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. I, I love it too. I I, it, I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't know if Secret of the Ooze quite right well, tracks no, for me, but, but the first pure one, nostalgia yes. it does. Pure yeah, nostalgia. Yeah. Also, the problem, the most interesting about thing about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise is how different the comics and the other source materials are and how different the second movie is because of parent outrage and also the arcade game so the first the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie was based off the comics where it was violent it was gritty Mm -hmm. people died in that like casey jones crushes shredder in a dump truck yep that's like dark Mm, Um, i remember that you know it's it's about you know thieves but he lives doesn't he he does in the second one but then It was at the same time the cartoon was coming out. So parents brought their kids thinking that it was going to be like the cartoon. And it wasn't. So that's why the second movie is exceptionally censored. This was also the same time that Spider-Man the Animated Series, he wasn't allowed to throw punches, no guns, no nothing. Um, Power Rangers was under a lot of scrutiny for how violent it was. South Park was just getting bid where they killed Kenny Mm. every episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, they don't use their weapons at all. There is one time where Donatello uses his bow once it's just a lot of pushing people out of the it way. is a lot yeah. of like leo has two swords but he picks up two uh kali sticks and he's using those instead uh, yeah. they're trapped in the net and he has swords <laughs> in his back yep like you have swords get out very oh, interesting that, that could be a whole other episode the, yeah. the ninja turtles so i got a couple of my superhero teams here um and mine aren't necessarily uh most effective either uh doom patrol I, okay. I was going to mention Doom Patrol. Yeah, I love them because they're so dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to go with that, I, I will also go with Umbrella Academy. That's a good um, one. And I have Defenders. I love that. Not the Defenders, like the Netflix Defenders, but because <laughs> uh, I, I think that was a wasted potential there. But yeah. like, I love the idea of a street-level team-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have The Watchmen online, too. Um, not the movie ones. <laughs> I like. The, I actually like them. I know you know. Um, real quick before we uh, wrap up, team ups, like okay. where you've got like two people. Uh, favorite team ups. Yeah, dynamic duos. I'll give you a couple of mine unless you've got some ready to go. Uh, easy one for me. Go ahead. It's gonna be Batman and Superman. Of course. They always have such a great. Just to see that night and day contrast mm-hmm. is always a lot of fun. Also, uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man. I have that on yep. my list. Daredevil yep. and Spider-Man. Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl. I have that on my list, too. Solid. Yeah, very good. Um, I would say Team Green, Green Lantern and Green Arrow. Yep. That's a good one. Um, I would say Batman and Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. bring a much, like, is obviously Batman and Robin is the iconic duo, mm-hmm. but um, I think Batman and Nightwing just bring a lot of gravitas when they work together. I have one that hasn't been done yet really in the movies, but is in the comics. Hal Jordan and Barry Allen. Yes. Yep. I think that could be a lot of fun if we ever did that as a film. Harley Quinn and Points and Ivy. Yay, that's, that's my top one. one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, Let's see. I, obviously, Bucky and Steve. Yep. And then, of course, since I mentioned Defenders, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, the uh, oh, yeah, Heroes, for Heroes for Hire team up. Cable and Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. that's another great one. Deadpool uh, and Spider-Man. Venom, Spider-Man. All right, so Spider-Man's got a very Sp- Sp- Spider-Man has quite a few people he's teamed up with. Wolverine. What what makes these team ups so great for you? Um obviously the Deadpool ones just because I love Deadpool. Do you? you know. Uh, I never knew that. But also I think he likes something about Jack Skellington too. Yeah, right. I, oh my I God, think it's Deadpool Jack Skellington movie. I think Ronnie's brain would implode. 
I will make that movie. No, um, I, I think it's just with, with the dynamic duos, I think it's the ability to play off of each other mm. and to also have, well, this is your weakness, but this is my strength. Uh, yeah, they complement each and other. And they complement each other beautifully. You know, mm-hmm. like, for instance, the last one I said, Deadpool and Spider-Man. You know, they're like compliments of each other. You know, you got the innocent kid with the, you know, the yeah. potty mouth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Paul, what makes these team-ups essential? What What makes a good team-up for you? That they're just fun. Yeah. That they're fun and they have some sort of reason behind yeah. them. Yeah. Um, it has to be like, it's not just for selling the comics. Unfortunately, it is just for selling yeah. the comics. But I, I always think that having different characters interact, especially when they're they're almost polar opposites, is, is always a fun dynamic to, to explore. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for the week. Uh, and so don't forget, you can interact with us on a... Ronnie, how can they interact with us? <laughs> See if he can do it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, the Multiverse Fancast, as well as the Misfit Faction. You can find us on Instagram, the Misfit Faction. We have our YouTube channel, the Misfit Faction Media Network, Twitter as well. You can also take us on the go with Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, any other listening station devices you use. And obviously the big one is our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you can get episodes of our shows as well as cinematic adventures and soon-to-be MF Uncensored. You can also find Rob's articles on there and reach out to us to possibly get on the show and get interviewed by us. Or maybe you have a show and you want to interview us on your show. Very cool. So thank you very much for listening to the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. In a flash. Smorgasbord. You just wanted to say your thing. Jeez. (laughs)